All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast. Uh, we got a different episode for everybody this week, Mike uh, and Rojas. Full House, Full house here in the, uh, I'm going to go with the Studio B. <laughs> here at the Dodge Fitness Center. Uh, high-tech recording studio in the Dodge Fitness Center. Yes, Studio B for sure. Uh, not our usual spot. Soundproof in the walls. Soundproof. So ready to go. We've been, we've been reassured that the walls are soundproof. <laughs> uh, I'm Kyle Matrician. Like I said, uh, my co-hosts are Mike Kowalski and Megan Rojas. And this week's this week on the episode, we've got Ty Bibbs from the men's basketball team, and we've got Madison Hardy from the women's basketball team. Welcome in, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having us. Yep. So we're doing things a little bit differently, combining the men's and women's podcast this week. No two parts. Um, we, it just kind of came together last minute like this, and we're going to give it a go. So, I mean, we're all about flushing the format. So we'll, we'll, keep it, we'll see how this goes. I think it's going to be good. Ro, you think it's going to be good? I mean, I'm excited for – Week four of being on this podcast. Is this only week four for you? Really? Seems like longer. Yeah. I know. Thanks, guys. Feels like you've been here forever. <laughs> I appreciate that. I don't know what it was like before you, so. I I mean, I do because I listen to all of them. That's <laughs> true. That's true. As but have Ty and Hardy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Big <Everyone>. fans. <laughs> all right. On this week's episode, we're going to start off by, we're going to touch on the games at Cornell last weekend. I mean, obviously... Not the results we wanted on either side, but we can at least talk about the games a little bit, and we'll talk about what's coming up. And then we're going to spend the rest of the episode uh, talking about a little more current news uh, with the death of Kobe Bryant this week, and we'll talk to everybody about that. But, uh, Hardy, I'll start with you. Uh, the women were 1-0. Uh, let's see, 10-4 and overall. Uh, really, After a really good non-conference season, went up to Cornell feeling good about yourselves. And, you know, really for... Gosh, uh, 37 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. Played a great game. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of slipped away at the end, but sometimes that happens on the road. Uh, I know you've been kind of coming back from an illness this year, and you know we're wishing you the best. I hope to see you back on the court again soon, more often, I should say. But uh, you know, what did you see in that Cornell game, and what do you think the team took out of that despite the result? Uh, well, we definitely uh, were well-prepared, prepared as hard as we could because uh, it's really hard to beat a, a team twice, especially in a, ro uh, in a row. But uh, went up to Ithaca, um, tried to execute our game plan, obviously fell a little short. Uh, I think we just had a little bit of a problem with their size. They're pretty pretty big girls. But um, definitely took away some lessons uh, that we're going to execute against Yale Brown this upcoming weekend. Uh, yeah, but definitely uh, – a le good lesson to learn. I'd say, if nothing else, in that game, playing another, like playing a close game and getting that experience on the road when a team's coming back on you mm. and the crowd gets into it. And clearly, like we said, would have rather won the game, but I feel like you learn a lot from that situation so that when you're in this that situation again next time, kind of maybe handle it better. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Our second overtime. Second overtime game so. of the year. Unfortunately, I think we've lost both. Yeah, season but, opener yeah. at Albany. Moving yeah. yeah. forward in Ivy, if we ever have another one with which hopefully we don't. Yeah. Not that <laughs> I get, get it done early. <laughs> Not a huge right. fan of overtimes, but I think we have a lot more experience now from our younger guys going down the stretch. Yeah, when two of your five losses are overtime losses. I mean, huh. yeah. I yeah. mean, you guys have been having a really good year. So you're home this weekend against Yale and Brown. The men go to Yale and Brown, but Mike, I'll kind of let you take over from here, maybe get at the men's side of this. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like both teams got off to a slow start on Saturday, and 
it almost it favored Cornell's style of play. Um, and then in the second half, they they got their shooting under them, and sure. we couldn't you know respond to that. So you know, just to kind of touch on those two things, and and um, you know how important it's going to be to get off to good starts this weekend against Yale and Brown. Um, yeah, I think uh, first half for us. Um, I don't think we played bad, but we didn't. We obviously didn't play our best. Yeah, you led by um, two at halftime. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were we were in a decent spot uh, heading into half, and then second half, not really sure what happened. Uh, they got hot. Our defense wasn't wasn't great, and uh, the game kind of just went downhill from there. Um, which is kind of kind of the opposite of what happened the weekend before. Right. So uh, I think it was a surprise to us, surprise to everyone, but. Um, just look to get back in the in practice this week and then turn things around next weekend uh, versus Ellen Brown. In the last four or five games for you personally, um, you've been a little bit more aggressive, be able to get to the foul line a little bit more. Uh, what's gone into that for you? Is it something, one little thing or a bunch of little things that have, one big thing or a bunch of little things that have led to your success lately? Um, honestly, I think it's just a different mindset. Like, I think I had a, a pretty decent game against Albany. Uh, since then, just my teammates, my coaches, um, everyone's had confidence in me. So it's easy to have confidence in myself and kind of know what I'm capable of. Um, so that, that's definitely helped a lot, just building confidence and trying to continue to do that each game. Um, so I just hope to build off that and try to get better each game. All right, so that was the last um, single game that you guys have for this weekend. Are you prepared moving forward for double headers as your underclassmen? ready to go back-to-back because there's a lot that goes into a back-to-back weekend. Um, these one-off games are very different. I think you go up the day before, and this next weekend for us is Yale Brown. And then you guys get to be home, so are you guys ready for the next few weekends? Uh, I would say we have a lot of confidence in our freshmen. Of They've definitely come in and proved themselves, proved to focus in, and I think – uh, the back-to-back will be no different than how we prepare for uh, single games in the aspect of just locking in, uh, buying in, and focusing in and practice, and hopefully it'll just uh, execute in games too. Yeah, I say the same sort of thing. Um, I think we all have confidence in each other. Um, our coaches have confidence in us as, as well. Um, I think we have a, a pretty experienced group, actually. Like, we've dealt with some injuries, but um we've kind of been dealing with them since the beginning of the year so yeah. we're used to it at this point um so I don't think it should be that big of a change kind of just make sure that second day get our bodies right and get our minds right so we can be fresh for the second day as well as the first day I know we're focused in on this season and everything like that but uh this week the Ivy League announced changes to the schedule yeah. format and there's only gonna be three back-to-backs uh how do you guys feel about that and how is it going to change things moving forward have you thought about it much um i think we're pretty excited about the change I mean it's always nice to have something new and um, although we have always dealt with back-to-backs the new approach of more single weekend games will definitely I think be beneficial where we could focus in on one team at a time um, and still also have a little bit of a taste of the excitement of back-to-backs yeah I I would agree with that I think um, I think for me the biggest change would probably be like just for our bodies right Um, It'll be it'll be easier to like recover, um, so be more fresh for those single game weekends, and won't have to deal with as much soreness playing like back to backs all the time. Um, so I think I'm excited for it. It'll be it'll be interesting because obviously this is the first time the Ivy League's gone to it, um, but but I'm excited for the change. 
from a bigger picture standpoint, it's, you know, with the conference sizes across the country getting bigger, yeah. conference games across the country starting at the end of December. So it's mm. tough to schedule non-conference games those first two weeks if you're in Ivy. And, you know, that's why we play a lot of the D3 games around that time and, and everything like that. So it's going to it's going to ease the pro, the coaches jobs by not having to schedule these non-conference games those first two weeks of January because everybody else is playing right. league games. So um, from that standpoint, it kind of keeps keeps the Ivy League up with the rest of the, the conferences in the country. I mean, it's tough because we have less teams in our conference, but I think it's better to start earlier. Um, just getting re- – not only is it do we play Cornell twice back-to-back and we're not, like, solely focused on them, I just think it keeps us in rhythm, like, moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Those two weeks are – I think we, like, manage them well, and I know the men's staff does as well in terms of what they're doing. There's a competitive day, off day, stuff like that, but – I think it's going to be better. Some conferences are like 10 games into their yeah. right. conference yeah. play right now. Yeah. We've played two, and it's the same team. Yeah, I, will, I, I like that um, we're not playing Cornell like back-to-back because yeah. back, mm-hmm. that's, that's weird. I don't know any other conference that really does that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, in my time here, we've split with them every year. So um, I think it would be interesting to see um, like what, what changes that will bring to – to our competitiveness with them as well because uh, it's hard to obviously play them one weekend and then the following weekend and have to play the same exact team. Mm. Yeah, not to spend two, three weeks. <laughs> I'm and sure like how many have the same, oh, same geez, team? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do the men get ready for a back-to-back? Because I know how we do it with in terms of first half of the week, second half of the week in terms of scouting. Do you break it up the same way, like focus on? Um, for us, it's more so we spend the majority of our time on the first team we're playing Mm -hmm. and then maybe like the last day we'll throw in some of the second team as well and then the walkthrough of the day we play the second team then obviously we'll focus on them and then the following time through conference so when we play that back-to-back again we'll just flip it so we'll focus on more so the first team and then the second team like a little bit less but either way um like it kind of it kind of balances out when we play and it's kind of I'm sure it's an adjustment for the younger guys because yeah. that second team they might not know as well. Whereas like the older guys, like mm-hmm. obviously we've played them for two, three years now. But yeah, uh, we we focus on that first game a lot, and then the second game is kind of just the the last two days of practice or last day of practice. We we focus on them. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after these words. Hey, Lions fans, come celebrate National Girls and Women in Sports Week at the Women's Basketball Game on February 1st, starting at 3.30 p.m. Children ages 5 through 12 can register for a pregame youth clinic hosted by our very own Lions women's golf, women's soccer, and field hockey teams. Registration includes a Columbia Athletics water bottle, food, and a ticket to the Women's Basketball Game against Brown that day at 5 p.m. Register today and join us by visiting GoColumbiaLions.com slash clinic or by calling 888-LIONS-11. Roar, Lion, Roar. All right, welcome back to part two here of our podcast. Uh, Sitting down with Madison Hardy from the women's team and Ty Bibbs from the men's team. Uh, I think at this time of the podcast, uh, obviously some, you know, really horrific and sad news this week in the sports world and just, you know, it impacted so many people around the world in general. Uh, the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, or Gigi, she went by, and seven others in a helicopter crash 
in Calabasas, California. I'm getting choked up talking about it. <laughs> oh, As you can tell, that's kind of affected me a little bit. Um, like I said, just you know, a horrific thing. Uh, it really impacted a lot of different people, like I said, in the sports world and people outside of the sports world. But I kind of wanted to get everybody's take on it, kind of where you were when you heard about it and uh, how Kobe's impacted your life. Uh, and Hardy, why don't I start with you? Uh, kind of, you want to just run us through that day, kind of where you were when you heard and anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, for sure. Um, I was actually walking in Harlem and my friend sent me a picture of the original TMZ uh, tweet and it shocked me. I thought it must have been a spoof or something. I was like, uh, that's a really weird thing to just put out there. Like, I just didn't really even believe it at first. And I was actually walking past this man and he was on the phone and I just overheard him say something about Kobe. And I was like, whoa, like, that's really ironic. Like, that's so weird. Um, and I was running an errand, an errand in Harlem. And by the time I got back out and got to my phone, uh, pretty much all my teammates had texted me, previous teammates, friends. Uh, I think my mom even called me and it was just such a shock because none of us, of course, couldn't have expected it. And he had just tweeted to LeBron the night before for surpassing him. And it was just all so sudden and also quick because, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I know he was just a hero to so many. So um, it was pretty hard to to believe, for sure. Yeah, and Ty, before we started, uh, you said he had a huge impact on your, your love for the game. Uh, so just why don't you speak on that for a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, just my thoughts and prayers out to all the families involved. Um, it, it was such a tragedy. Like, I still can't believe it's real. Um, kind of like Hardy, like... I was I was shocked when I heard the news. Uh, Mike Mike put it in our group chat, um, and I thought it was a joke. Obviously, after seeing LeBron pass his scoring um, record the day before, I thought like somebody was just on Twitter messing around, saying like "R.I.P. to Kobe" and like his legacy, like kind of messing around. Um, and when I found out it was real, like like I said, like I just I didn't want to believe it was real, and like I still don't. Um, like Kobe was like, I feel like Kobe's like the Jordan uh, of kind of our era for we, sure, did, we didn't really sure. we didn't really get to grow up right. watching watching Jordan play and Kobe kind of does those things that Jordan did probably for for your guys's era a little bit um so Kobe has always been that that guy for me that was like like this hero like yeah he was a basketball player but he, he was bigger than that mm -hmm. and like his mamba mentality everything about him was just like so so like I don't even have words for like he he was just such a great like impact on athletes and and young people uh especially for for women's basketball as well for how much sure. he supported Bigger women's basketball. basketball um I just it, it's so sad like and it just made me realize um like how unexpected life can be and we really just got to take every every single moment we have like we can't take it for granted cuz it can be taken away from you at any point and like I know I feel like like if Kobe was w was listening right now like he wouldn't want us to be this sad about about all of it like he would want us to go out there and like make our own impact right. on the world so I feel like instead of it, it's it's easier said than done but I feel like instead of everyone kind of just being upset by it we need to find ways to to make a positive impact on the world as he did um and try to continue his legacy in that way Did you guys uh I don't know if you guys did or not, so we don't have to keep this. But did you guys talk about it as a team at all? Like either of you guys? 
Uh, we did definitely. Um, coach sent something out the night. Um, it happened, and then at, we had practice the next day. So she talked about it in the circle, but um, I can. It definitely rattled probably all of us uh, in an equal impact because he's been in the league for like all of our lives, and um, like a lot of us. Well, I can speak for myself, but I probably wouldn't really be playing basketball super. Maybe not to the level where I am today if it weren't for Kobe. Like, me and my brother would come home every day, put our Kobe's jerseys on, and just, like, run around outside of the basketball court. Just um, silly stuff like that as a kid. And he just is that icon throughout your entire life that he's just a superhero. Um, so she definitely talked about it. But, like, she said similar things to Ty. We just have to um, carry on his legacy in our own ways. And we talked about the privilege we do have to play collegiate basketball and um, how those girls, obviously we were where they wanted to be. Um, to So we need to carry ourselves with that privilege and with that opportunity um, that we are blessed to be able to wake up every day and do what they wanted to do. What are some of your favorite on-court Kobe memories? Um, I love, I just love like, just how ferocious he was. Um, that's something that I like. I wish I could have in my game. Like everyone always says, like I'm too nice a lot of the time. <laughs> um, that's something that that's something like I wish I could have. Like that. I've anger. seen you stare down a couple guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to incorporate it a little bit, but uh, but yeah, like like obviously the impact he had on everyone across the league. Like he was friends with like so many people mm-hmm. uh, within the league. Mm-hmm. But once he's on that, once he steps on that court, like it didn't matter. Like if you were his brother, if if you were his mom, probably he didn't care. Like if you had the opposite jersey on, like he was going at you, and like he was winning that game. Like there was nothing stopping him. And like just that that mentality that he had is just it, it's something that sticks with me the most. But I would say um, an actual like game is that last game. Like that's so. Yeah. That's yeah. so Kobe like just drop <laughs> yeah. sixty on your last game. I like, think ESPN out. just yeah, they, they it. aired it. Yeah. They aired it yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask you guys if yeah. either of you watched it. I watched it. I couldn't the other night. You couldn't. Yeah. I was. I was. Yeah. It was just gonna make me more sad yeah. to be honest. But but yeah, just like obviously Utah needed to win that game and could have had a chance like to make the playoffs if they had one. Yeah. Um, and my man just went out there and dropped <laughs> sixty for no, no reason. I, the craziest part about that game, and I didn't even remember till I rewatched it was that the Lakers were down 10 with, I think, three minutes left or yes. something like that. And then he ended the game five for five. And basically, not only did he score 60, but he just won the game. Mm-hmm. Like, he hit a game winner with, like, what was it, like, just 18 or so seconds left, mm-hmm. 15 seconds left, something like that. So, like, I know, I like, what I remembered from his last game was that he dropped 60 and, mm-hmm. you know, it was cool, but the Lakers, it didn't matter for them as a team because they yeah. weren't going to make he the playoffs. They, I think they mm-hmm. only won, like, 18 or 19 games that yeah. year. But yeah. he went out and won the game. Something, so. uh, something that kind of stuck with me. Um, I, I was on Twitter probably like two days ago, or maybe it was yesterday. But anyways, um, Kobe was shooting free throws. He had fifty nine points in that game. Uh, he was shooting free throws, and on his last free throw, like it was, so he he made the first one, got him to fifty nine. Mm-hmm. Then on his last free throw, Gordon Hayward purposely did a lane violation. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, saw that too. So he could get. 60 if Just he missed if sure. he missed yep. he would have got another he shot would have anyway. made 60 but he made it because <laughs> he's kobe yeah. but just like that like little things like that just show the respect like mm. 
across the league and across for basketball, sure. like across the world that people have for Kobe. And and that like that says something about the type of person and the type of legacy that he left. And like that's something that, that no one's ever ever gonna forget about him. Mm-hmm. And just the the different faces in the crowd that game too. I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna talk about it a little bit more because I watched it and I know you did too, Mike. Uh, like with uh, Shaq in the crowd, and a lot of yeah. people thought that Shaq and Kobe like weren't good with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, as they would put have beef with each other, and uh, and then the other night to I don't know I saw it on Twitter last night. Uh, Shaq getting emotional, trying to talk about Kobe on the TNT special last night. I don't know. I just still doesn't it, seem real. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hardy, any anything that sticks out for you? Um Mem- on court memories from Kobe? I would definitely say uh after he tore his Achilles and still shot the free throws. Yeah. Like that was just something that screamed volumes about something we preach every day in practice, like mental toughness. Like he wasn't gonna let anything take him away and he just I mean, that's a horrific injury and he just stepped up to the line. And shot those free throws, and that's just like something that'll stick with me forever about mental toughness. I want to do two quick things because I was thinking about this when I was thinking about what questions to ask you guys. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I remember about Kobe is obviously his first couple of years, but that All Star game at Madison Square Garden in '98, where it's Jordan. Everybody knew Jordan was going to retire after it was like last year with LeBron, and it was just him and Jordan going shot for shot in the All Star game, and it was just. Like everybody talked about it, they hyped it up all week, and it absolutely just like lived up to the hype. It was amazing. Like I'll never forget that watching that at my parents' house. Were you guys born yet? I was. I was born in '99. (laughs) (laughs) I was was gonna say I don't know. That's before your time, but like that's like when he was like everybody knew. Like all right, this guy's for real. Like Mm -hmm. everybody thought it, but then you knew it after that after that All Star game. And then in 2012, my wife and I actually planned our honeymoon before we even got engaged at the Olympics. So we were at um, we were at the Olympics. We had tickets to another session of basketball games because it's all lottery based and you don't know which teams you're going to see. But there was a resale. Um, So we waited in line after our session at the basketball arena because after the first game of the night session and you could if they you scanned in and you scanned out. So like as people left, like they would resell people if you were standing Mm. online. So we stand online for like 45 minutes and we got into the second quarter of USA versus Tunisia in 2012. And like, it bothered me like all day Sunday that I couldn't remember like details from that game. Like, it's not like I've been to a lot of sporting events. I've been Mm -hmm. lucky enough to do that. But I was like, I don't remember like anything. I just remember the atmosphere and how cool it was Mm -hmm. seeing like Coach K and LeBron and, you know, all these guys just crush Tunisia. And so I had to watch the game back on YouTube. I was like, what did Kobe do in that game? And I watched it on YouTube and it turns out he got his third foul before we got in the building. So oh he didn't even gosh. play. Like I was like, <laughs> oh my God. So I was, at least I felt better that I didn't like forget anything. Like, cause yeah. I remember like LeBron threw down a good dunk. Westbrook had a great team game and Carmelo played great. Cause Carmelo's like Mr. Olympics. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I was just like, oh, I didn't like it maybe like put me at ease a little bit, but that was, it was cool to be in the same building. him as at least oh, sure, I never was able sure, to see yeah. that you know, and see that game. But those are the two things that stuck out. So that's all I got. Yeah. I just wanted to get that off. No, you're good. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. It was like the U.S. had their quote-unquote scrubs in, in the second half. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Yeah, James Harden. <laughs> that's Anthony so cool Davis, that you like, were there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was really cool. It was really – it was a fun – it was the best vac- – Good Best honeymoon you could yeah. like plan. I hope. Thing. I hope my honeymoon. We weren't engaged. We we're like we're going to London for the Olympics. Like it's a you know it's, awesome. they speak the language yeah. like all that stuff and then it just put pressure for me to get a ring and like. <laughs> oh my. 
for she's another, like, for another, another podcast. Another podcast. <laughs> she's like, I need 18 months to plan. I was like, okay. <laughs> 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 the spin-off podcast. Yeah. I'm writing these anyway, questions yeah. down now. So, yeah, um, we've, we talked about we everybody else's talk. So what do you got, Ro? So for me, I mean, I don't really want to go through how I found out Twitter, obviously. Um, but I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the Philippines and, like, all of their stuff. I mean, he's huge in Asia. Um, and for me, so I'm half Filipino. And last night I saw this thing on ESPN. It's, like, this relatively famous pickup basketball court that they have. And they had this mural painted mm-hmm. and it is like so amazing i don't know how they did it or i guess who did it but it's um really cool because over there basketball is actually like ball is life so when i was over there this past summer um my dad grew up there i wasn't with him but i got to um kind of get like get driven over to where he used to play pickup um and it is like not a like a nice court or anything but um I got to play pickup with like these local hoopers, I guess. Um, and they were obviously obsessed with American basketball, Kobe specifically, LeBron. Um, I think I want to say one of them was wearing a Kobe jersey. Um, I'll have to look at the pictures because that'd be kind of cool. But they, it's interesting there because like basketball like brings so much life and joy to these people that don't necessarily have um, like the options like we do to go play even like recreationally in high school or college or post that. So some of the people that I was playing pickup with didn't even have shoes on. They're playing in flip-flops if they did have shoes and only some of them were wearing basketball shoes. So like ball is literally life. Like that was everything that was what they did on Sundays. Um, And that was really cool to see because that's like what my dad did growing up before he came over here. And their love for basketball and, like, Kobe is, like, something that, like, I've just been seeing on social media and, like, hitting, like, sort of home because I've had cousins who have, like, met him and they've been posting that on social media um, just as someone to, like, look up to and, like, he's so successful and his mindset, um, I would imagine, has helped them in other aspects of their life. But it was, like, really, like, sort of surreal to see that the Philippines was, like, sort of hit very hard as well. Um just because they are like obsessed with basketball over there it's very it's wild but yeah that was like sort of my takeaway from this whole thing of recently needless to say we're gonna see a lot of kobe's out of the men's and women's program the rest of the season for sure for sure yeah we saw i mean i saw you guys post on instagram the other day in the locker room and everything so it goes about the most of you guys probably wear them anyway but Mm. now for for sure i'm sure she was wearing out practice yeah uh, yeah and I think uh, we're going to have a moment of silence for Kobe at the women's game here on Friday uh, before the game. So I'm sure, you know, that'll be a little bit emotional for some people. And mm, yeah. uh, But definitely something that I think we should do because, you know, even though Kobe obviously never didn't impact directly the Columbia men's and women's basketball program, he still impacted the whole world of basketball, which we are a part of. So I think yeah. that'll be a really nice thing on Friday, uh, give people time to kind of just – reflect in a basketball arena to think about them we uh, haven't touched a little bit about gg which is something that yeah. you know, right. makes uh, it even worse yeah mm-hmm. um but she i mean it's such a shame like everyone should just try to like be their best self the next i mean forever moving forward obviously but she could have like initially when i heard that he had gone down in the helicopter or whatever i was like oh my gosh like i really hope she is able to like do something with this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like carry on his legacy so the fact that unfortunately she's not going to be able to is like 
Yeah, twelve fold yeah. worse. Yeah, I know. I saw um, uh, UConn did a really nice thing for because yeah. I think she yeah. like uh, you know had aspirations of playing obviously collegiate basketball and whether it would in UConn or I know uh, Oregon. Uh, you know, yeah. there's a few places, but uh, they like left her a jersey and flowers on the bench. So that was that was really cool to see. But I, you know, uh, speaking of like Gigi and Kobe, like. I think one of the biggest things that I took out of all this was, you know, I didn't I didn't realize the impact that Kobe had on the women's game until, you know, it took something yeah. like this. Not that it matters like for me personally to realize that, but uh you know, it's kind of sad that this had happened for a lot of people because I'm sure I'm not the only one to realize how much he did and how involved he was in the women's game and then to see people like Diana Taurasi on social media trying to get through an interview talking about him and to see uh Candace Parker on TNT last night uh and everybody has like a lot of those people have had one-on-one experiences with him and I know uh coach Ty Cordell she posted she, a, did. she, got she to posted meet him, a photo yeah. she got to meet him uh and it took her a few days to you know just like it did a lot of people to post something about Kobe because it just you know especially if you met him whether you met him or not but it hits you really hard yeah. Uh, so it took a lot of people a few days to kind of like express how they felt about everything that happened to him and, and you yeah. know, like we talked about and his daughter and like we said, I mean, I think the Bryant family, his wife and his other daughters are all in our prayers and, uh, you know, I think we all hope we don't have to go through something like this again in our lifetimes because I think it hit hard for a lot of people in the sports world. Yeah, I mean, within the past year, he was at WNBA games. Um, all those pictures of him in the orange sweatshirt that they just dropped yeah. like three weeks ago. Um, he was definitely becoming more and more relevant, I think, in the women's basketball world, which is um, obviously hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame to see what he would have done yeah. with more time. You know, he'd already accomplished so much and, yeah. you know, he was doing his ESPN plus show and coaching at the Mamba Academy. And, uh, you just don't know what, where, where life would have taken him next. And that's, that's a, another hard part. There's a lot of levels to this. It's like, you just wanted to see what he was going to do next. Cause, and especially like, you know, it, it sucks that you don't necessarily appreciate a person while they're they're still here, but like within the last few days, you just see all this stuff, and the stuff he was doing is just incredible on and off the court. You know, whether it was coaching his daughters or his you know his books he was in the process of writing, or his he's got this like kids podcast that I just heard about today, and I was like, this sounds amazing. Like I'm gonna I'm absolutely gonna check it out. And it's like you know you're only gonna get a small sample of what could have been. Yeah. So that's that's the other again, there's a lot of layers to this, but that's one of the aspects that's really hard. Just one more thing I don't bring up uh I saw it I think I saw it last night and when uh, I forget who was who was talking about him, but uh speaking of like the women's game and how Kobe was you know, with women's basketball and how much he like wanted his girls or, you know, Gianna especially to be a part of that, uh Somebody did an interview and they said, uh, they talked to Kobe and they said, oh, are you going to try and have like a boy next time? Oh, I don't yeah, know if you guys saw, saw this. Yeah. And then Kobe said, Kobe said to them, he said, I don't even want a boy. He's like, I hope it's another girl. He's mm-hmm. like, he's I'm like, I would have dad. five more girls. Yeah. He's like, I'm a girl, I'm a girl dad. You know, and he's like the, great at being a girl going dad. going viral on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So. so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't, it's so unfortunate that 
I mean, obviously she was in the airplane, but I mean, like I'm one of four girls. Mm-hmm. The thought of like a oh my god, I can't even. It's tough. Yeah, heavy right, guys, so heavy. heavy, real heavy. For real. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <sighs> well, we appreciate uh, you guys coming in, Madison, Ty. Uh, I just called you. I never call you Madison. That's I don't know why right. I called you that, Marty. Ty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know this was tough to talk about for a lot of us, but like I said, uh, you know, I think everybody kind of wants to have their peace with it. And, uh, whether it be for us or whether it be for people who listen to this podcast, I think it's kind of therapeutic for everybody. So appreciate you guys coming in and, uh, doing that with us. Yeah. Thanks for for having us. We'll have you back on the podcast another time and, uh, happier days for sure. But, uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the women's basketball team will be playing Yale and Brown at home, and those will be your first two appearances live on SNY this year, Hardy. So oh, exciting. Live on SNY, and then also available on ESPN+. Plus. Friday night against Yale at 7 p.m., Saturday night against Brown at 5 p.m. And, Mike, I know the men are at Yale and Brown this weekend. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, same opponents, different locations. So the men are in New Haven Friday night at 7 p.m. and at Brown on Saturday night at 6 p.m. start. So it's a little bit early start. Get home a little little earlier, which is always nice. Always. Uh, both those games are on ESPN+. Plus. And if you're in the New England area, the Brown game is also on Nesson+. Plus. So you can check that out on your regional sports network. Well, Mike. Sounds good. Ro, another successful podcast. Ro, what would you say, four or five in a row now? What is this? Is I four? think this is four. Okay. I'm going to count that video one as a yeah. video one last week if you guys didn't watch. We interviewed Dean Kowalski. Yeah, thanks for everybody that listened last week, and hopefully we picked up a few new listeners that didn't tune in before. I think we did. I think we I did. Def- That's some good traction. Yeah, I think we it look did. at the numbers. We look yeah. at analytics. <laughs> We're, <laughs> on <the> <laughs> We're on the up. <laughs> We're on the up and up. up right? Hopefully you stuck with us. They say. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric Key in studio as well. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. can i do a quick shout out to coach g's mom diane griffith and bob griffith are actually huge supporters of the podcast wow we posted something a little late i think maybe two weeks ago and she asked me where it was wow (laughs) she was she was waiting for it she's waiting for it super fans yeah Yeah. we'll get them on one day we'll get some merch (laughs) super nice people great people (laughs) got it great people some merch when you want to get a shirt it yeah. says like inside columbia basketball podcast we'll talk headphones. to alex overwager about this and put some headphones on the, the line we're all smiling and laughing but i'm so serious <laughs> <laughs> so that'll do it for this week's episode and we'll Ooh. talk to you again next week the inside columbia basketball podcast is hosted by mike kowalski kyle matrician and megan rojas and it's a production of the columbia university department of intercollegiate athletics our commercial reads are provided by aisley carter for tickets to upcoming games, be sure to visit GoColumbiaLions.com slash tickets or call the box office at 888-LIONS-11. As always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.